last Sunday night. So um, what I'm going to do is finish up what I was talking to you about last Sunday night. And if they can just put up that title, I want to talk, uh, continue what I was talking about, the invitation, the call, the chosen. your memories and then we're going to go on further there but I've been feeling something in my spirit that God has placed there for a long time that there's a lot of people in churches and elsewhere that are taking the goodness and the grace of God for There's a lot of people. Now, there's some people out there are not right and they know they're not right. Amen. But it's bad when somebody thinks everything's all right, but it's not. And it's those people that God has impressed upon me to try to some kind of way jar them or shake them some kind of way to let them know that just because you've been invited just because you have been called don't mean that you'll be chosen at the end. God dealt with me strong in my spirit on this. The invitation called and chosen. And I hope that we can get stirred tonight in our hearts. Amen. That for our family members, our friends, our neighbors, anybody that God places in contact with us, that we will be able to help somebody and benefit somebody because if you like me, you don't want to see nobody lost. You don't want to see nobody lost. Hallelujah. I'm going to begin by going ahead and reading the parable that Jesus spoke in the book of Matthew, chapter 22. Ten verses. I want to read that uh, tonight. Hallelujah. Matthew 22, beginning to verse 1, going through verse 10. I wish, um, Chris is not with us tonight, so um, um, I know there's going to be a lot of people hoping to see this on live stream, but he is the only one that we have that has any clue at all of what to do to put that online. And some of the equipment that we got uh, we're still using some equipment that went through the fire. Uh, Joseph did a good job cleaning a lot of it up, and uh, it took effort to save money to get it. And, we, and here, we've been here now, what, 
six years, uh, I guess six years or whatever, uh, and he's carried it as far, but we, we, got, we got some um, equipment that really needs to be replaced, and that's how comes um, some of the issues that we've started to have. Some people complaining about not being here, things end up online and pixelation and different things. We, we do got some things that need to be replaced, so uh, you just pray that God will speak to a millionaire to send us a good offering. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew 22, verses 1 through 10. And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited. There's, I want you to keep up with this. Call the ones who had been invited. The invitation was the first thing that happened to the wedding. They were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants saying, tell those who are invited. See, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fatted cattle are killed. All things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made a line of it. And with their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business. And the rest seized the servants, treated him spitefully, and killed him. But when the king heard about it, he was furious. And he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding is ready. But those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. Lord, we come tonight, we thank you, and we praise you for the blessings you have given us on this day. It's been a great day, Lord, and we've heard many good things. We can go home now satisfied. But I believe he wants to hit, uh, this word, the rest of this word, to go forth because you've placed such a burden on my heart about it. So right now, take this, God. Use me as you see fit. Don't let me interject my thoughts and my theories, but I'm going to be led by what the Holy Ghost speaks to my heart. In Jesus' holy mighty name, let the church say, Amen. God bless you and you can be seated. In Jewish society, the parents of a betrothed generally drew up the marriage contract. This is what I talked about again last week. You have to have, you got to know some history of how the Jews operated in a marriage ceremony back in that day. Because they did things a lot different than what we do when we have a wedding. The bride and groom would meet, and a lot of times for the first time. And this contract would be signed between the parents. The couple was considered married at that point. 
until the actual time of the ceremony. The bride would remain at home with her parents, and the groom would leave to go out to wherever they were going to live and prepare their home. Now you've got to think spiritually here. This was something that they did, but Jesus spoke in parables to apply a spiritual truth in a way that the people at that time could understand. So the groom went away and to prepare their place. This could take quite a while. What did Jesus say in John chapter 14? Let not your heart be troubled the night before he was crucified. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you with my mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the groom goes to prepare the home. When the home is all ready, the groom will return for his bride. There would be no prior notice. There wasn't no telephones. There wasn't no email. Come on, somebody. There wasn't no text messaging. There wasn't Instagram. Here was the engaged bride to be with her parents waiting. And while she was waiting, she's supposed to be preparing. Come on, somebody. Oh, my, my, my. Glory to God. Because they did not know when that man was coming back to get his bride. But whatever time, whatever day, whatever hour, they had to be ready, Brother Paul. They had to be ready. Hallelujah. The marriage ceremony would then take place and the wedding banquet would follow. That's what this parable now is all about. That Jesus spoke, amen, about um, there, there was a banquet being prepared, amen, for the marriage of, the, of a son, amen, and that uh, uh, an invitation went out, amen, to many people. They, there many people had the invitation, glory to God, but when everything was ready, the call would be made, amen, to come on now, hallelujah, because the banquet is ready, hallelujah. The word of God says, blessed are they who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Yeah. 
When the call was made, it's ready now. Come on. All those of you who have been invited, they wouldn't come. They refused to come. And in fact, they began to mistreat those that the king sent to tell them. Jesus was letting them know. Listen here, Israelites. You had the invitation. The invitation was originally. Oh, get a hold of this, please. The invitation was put in your hands. I sent prophet after prophet all through the Old Testament to warn you, to eat. But many of you killed. Oh, you, you, you mistreated them. Uh, I sent Jeremiah one time to warn you of coming disaster. And you threw him down in an old well. And he slumped down waist deep in the fire. Oh, hallelujah. Some of them you beheaded. Some of them you stoned. Hebrew letters said, oh, this world wasn't worthy of those. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So one day, after Jesus had given, gave his life on the cross and paid the price, hallelujah, he paid the price to send out that invitation to all. Hallelujah. Boy, that fell through our tube and tube. fell on all of them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And, and go back go back and read about Cornelius's amen experience. The Bible said the Holy Ghost fell upon all those who heard the word. Some people listen to it, but they don't hear it. Come on, somebody. Some people listen to it, but they don't hear it. Glory to God. Let's go on. 
finally the king's vengeance speaks of the desolation mentioned in the book of Revelation. I'm going to tell you something, church. God is patient, he will, but he will not tolerate wickedness forever. His judgment will come upon all those who reject his offer of salvation. And when you consider what that salvation costs Jesus, the judgment that's going to come to those on the planet is going to be deserved. Now, we need to note, please note in this parable, that it was not because those invited guests could not come to the wedding, but the Bible says they would not come. Hallelujah. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. Everyone had an excuse. How tragic and how indicative of human nature to be offered the blessings of God and to refuse them because of being so caught up in the allurements and the carnal desires and the enticement of this godless world. Now, just like that original call was made to the Jews, they refused it. Jesus came to his own, his own received him not. They had to be the first ones. They were natural branches. They were broke off because of their unbelief. Then we were grafted in. Church, the Bible says, listen here, don't boast about the branches. Because just as they were cut off, you could be cut off likewise. Now here's it. Brother Kyle, the invitation now is to everybody in the world. The invitation is gone out to everybody. Whosoever will, let him come and drink of the water of life freely. Hallelujah. Everybody's got the invitation. But right now, let me tie it in right now. God has got men and women going across this nation declaring the word, telling people to be ready. The Bible says, amen, talking in Revelation about this, this, this banquet that's going to take place, the marriage supper of the Lamb said that the, her wife hath made herself ready. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Church, we got to be made ready. And we've got to heed the call to be ready. Hallelujah. Listen, hallelujah. It's not good enough to just to get an invitation. Hallelujah. Don't bank your eternal salvation. Amen on an invitation you have. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But you have got to heed the call of the gospel. Amen. And believe by repenting of your sins, being baptized in his name, and being filled with the Holy Ghost of God with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Let me talk about this point, the results of refusing. Hallelujah. The invitation is for everybody. But just like the Israelites, many people today refuse. They refuse the beckoning of the Holy Ghost. This parable was spoken by Christ. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit more history right now. Because it helps to know... 
here in Matthew, when Jesus, what time period it was. But if you, if you study it out like I have, I found out that this parable spoken by the Lord during what has become known as his Passion Week. Now, the Passion Week of Jesus was the week right after his triumphal entry into Jerusalem riding that donkey. It was his last week before the crucifixion. It was during that time period. He had done, he had done came to the Jews, preached to them three and a half years. They had rejected him, and he knew they was fixing to kill him. So he let them know right off how they stood. Hallelujah. Amen. It took place during that, and knowing what was soon to occur by the ones he had come to, he was letting all know that their invitation would be transferred to the Gentiles. That's what he was telling them in that, in that parable. And that judgment would result in their refusal. Hallelujah. A lot, uh, listen, I talk a lot about the Holocaust. The six million Jews were slaughtered. Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 A.D. and um, uh, brought to desolation. And there was no, there was no nation up to 1948, which had to happen to fulfill end time prophecy. Amen. All of that that has transpired as a result of them taking that invitation that God had sent out to them and watered it up and threw it away. Anybody here ever been invited to something? You, anybody ever got an invitation letter? You say, well, you know, I got other things to do. I ain't going to make it. Well, I'm going to tell you something. This is one invitation you better hold to. Come on, somebody. This is one invitation that you better hold because there's going to be some results for refusing. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 24 through 28. Let's, let's read that. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. Because you disdain all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke. This is what the Lord says. Now listen to this now. God's talking here. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. When your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Church, this breaks my heart. Please understand. Oh, and how I wish this was streaming out tonight because this needs to be heard by so many. Brother Paul, but there's going to be a time that people's going to call on the Lord, but he ain't going to answer. There's going to be a time. There'll be a time after this church, and I ain't talking, I, I'm not talking about just CFC, but when I say the church, I'm talking about the kingdom of God, the body of Christ. When we're called out of here, can you imagine 
three minutes after the church has been raptured, this building and buildings all over town, they will literally bust down the doors trying to run in when they realize what's happened. Oh, my. But the time of acceptance is going to be over. And that leads us to the second point, a lesson to be heeded. A lesson to be heeded. Now, this parable has a twofold meaning. Yes, he was speaking concerning the Jews who rejected him in that day. But it also has implications to everyone who receives the invitation of salvation of every race, tongue, but refused to, to call to make Christ the Lord and Savior of their lives. The invitation has been sent to whosoever will. Preachers of the gospel are calling to the invited. Get ready. Hallelujah. When we go out, when you witness to people, when you minister, you are part of making a call to those, them people, even though some of them you talk to have never been in church their life, but God has given them an invitation. And you are making the call. Come on, get ready. You've been invited. Every day, people turn a deaf ear. But here's what I told you about a few minutes ago. Romans chapter 11. I'm not going to hold it very much longer. Romans 11, 21 through 22. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also spare not thee. The Jews was his natural, the natural people of God. And if God cut them off, how much more so do you think those people he's opened up? And after what all Jesus went through on the cross especially. Listen to this. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fail severity, but toward thee goodness. If, look at somebody and say if, thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shall be cut off. Final scripture I'm going to read and I'm going to close. Revelation 22, verses 16 and 17. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and the morning star, and the spirit and the bride say, Come. We're making the call. The bride, the church is the bride. That's, that's us. It ain't this building. Come on, somebody. We're the bride of Christ. Right now, we're, we're telling those who have been invited, look, the whole world's been invited. The Bible says God's not winning that any should perish, but the A-double-L all come to repentance. 
the Spirit, that's the Holy Ghost, and the bride say, Come, the call's been made, and let him who hears come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take of the water of life freely. And I will quote the final passage. There are many who are called, but few are chosen. I told you about some about the Jewish ceremony. They came together. They was espoused to one another, betrothed to one another. And all purposes, that young lady was considered married already. That means even though they hadn't come together, she had to act like she had a husband. She had to prepare herself. If she, while she was waiting on this betrothed man, Sister Edna, out building their home, fixing their place, she gets a phone call from one of her old bows. Hey, did you hear there's a dance going on Friday night? Come on, let's go have a good time. Old Sons will never know nothing about it. He's 100 miles away. If she decides to go ahead, continue to play the field, even though she's been called. When she returns, if she's not ready, and he hears about what's been going on, and he knows about what's going on. She's not going to be chosen as his bride. What do you think? Think about this. That's why at first Joseph had a hard time. Because him being espoused to Mary... And he finds out that she's with child. Remember, go back. Most people just read this around Christmas time. But remember, the Bible said he thought to put her away privately. He loved this woman. He wanted to have a future with her. But he couldn't stand the thought to know whether or not she was carrying somebody else's child. But he still loved her so much, he wanted to put her away. And that, that word, you trace that down, it means divorce. Because back then, when you got engaged, you had to go through a thing of divorcement just for an engagement. He would put her away privately. But he loved her. And he knew if, if, he, if he did it openly, she was going to be stoned to death. Until God came on the scene and opened up his mind and his understanding. 
Now, one day, God, our God has gone away. We've been engaged. That night, you got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That sealed you until the day of redemption. Oh, my God. You have given a, you've been given an invitation. You've been called. But it's the way I live my life between now and then that whether I'm going to be chosen finally. Because if Christ comes back, he finds his bride. We've been going out, playing the field. Come on. And you know what I mean by playing the field, loving the world and the things that are in the world, not staying close to God, not following what we should be doing. That's where the Scripture comes in. Many are called, but few are chosen. Because you read the parable on down further. When the call was made and the, and the hall was filled with guests, Brother Paul and Brother Bobby, they, they found a man sitting there that didn't have a wedding garment. I heard somebody make a comment one time and said, well, that just don't seem right. That man was probably a poor man. Probably he couldn't afford. But there again, the guy talking like that was talking out of school because he didn't know the customs. Because everybody in Jewish culture that was invited to come to a wedding was given a garment to wear. couldn't afford this thing, folks. You hear what I'm saying? I couldn't afford this garment. It cost way, well above my pay grade, oh glory to God. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, that's all right. Amen. The price I paid, I got something for you that you put on. It's going to cover every fault, every sin. Oh, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Nobody's going to see all that stuff you did. All they're going to see is my bride. How beautiful. How holy. How without spot and blemish. Everybody stand together right now. I'm not, I'm not worthy. None of us are worthy. But it's grace. I'm not worthy of the invitation. I'm not worthy to be called. But if I use what God has given me, I'll put on that wedding garment. I will be chose. I can hear him say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. If anybody wants prayer tonight, the altars are open. The invitation, the called and the chosen. What we all are trying to do is make sure that one day we'll be chosen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.